Hello, hello. Welcome to Craven Iron Podcast. This is episode number 21. I'm your host, Stephen Fiora. Today I'm here with Mark Harton, Democrat member, family man, a uh, real hardworking motherfucker. He has a story that I'd like to get out there. Um, this podcast is to get everybody's story out there that are like me and you, Mark. Uh, how's it going? Yep. It's going good. Um, back to work this week, Monday through Friday, so things are in the grind. Yeah, and you work nights, don't you? Yeah, I work nights uh, uh, as a freight supervisor for Lowe's. Nights suck. I worked graveyard for a while, and it, oh, gosh. You never get used to the sleep pattern. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a sleep pattern. I do. I typically get off five or six or around seven sometimes, and I'll sleep till 11, 12, and then I'll wake up, and I'll, right before work, at, at nine, I'll go, and I'll, I'll crash out for like a half hour, hour, depending on the family needs and that type of stuff, so. Uh, and then I live off of, uh, bang energy drinks <laughs> to get me through the morning, you know, so. Yeah, I was living off of uh, fat burners. I was living off fat burners. It was a hydroxy cut. I do. Yeah, I take them. Yeah, it was like hydroxy cut, and then I did fired and um, double time and all that shit. That was when I was in graveyard. It was like about a year ago. Yeah, I've done nights a couple times. I worked at a foundry on a night shift. I worked at a finger joint mill on a night shift. Um, you know, and I right now I'm actually I work for a contractor, uh, like rough carpentry contractor, maybe two three days out of the week as well. So. Depends on the needs. Double whammy then. <laughs> yeah. Are those the days that you're not working nights that you're doing that or what? Are you no, I, I just, yeah, it's right with the shift. No matter what, I'm, I'm, if he needs me, I'll go. So I just get up accordingly. Sometimes I get off at right, right at 5, 30, 6 o'clock, and then he'll, he'll be here to pick us, pick the crew up at 7. So then we go right out so um, some days get pretty interesting but yeah and those are eight hour shifts as well right yeah it's eight hour shift um i do i do like most of this you know just rough carpentry stuff but mostly i'm basically <laughs> just there to carry stuff heavy shit around you know oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well you're taking a tear you know pick your 16 to a whole new level on that one doing double day double jobs yeah, that's summertime. I work. Um, I do that. You know, I can. It, it just it's just lucrative. It's it's good money. It's you know, I can make two, two three grand in a couple of days, and you know, put some savings away. And that's pretty uh, good. <laughs> on peace rate and stuff like that, and jobs and what what you know. I've been working with a guy for quite a few years, so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Mark, uh, what's your backstory? What? Uh, where'd you grow up? Where are you at now? What'd you do in high school? I know we talked earlier, and you said that you didn't have much sports in high school, but um, you did powerlifting. Yeah, 
Let's hear your story, brother. Yeah, uh, didn't have conventional sports uh, other than basketball and soccer. We had no football teams. All the football teams were uh, in the northern part of the state and southern part of the state. Um, I'm from Maine. Uh, I live up here in Pudge, Iowa. It's uh, 35 minutes from the border. Your video, I don't know, the video and that was cutting out there for a second, just to let you know. Yeah, you're kind of quiet on my end. Uh, it looks like it's better now. Okay. So uh, I grew up um, a little further south than where I live now. It's about an hour and a half. Uh, it's in a small town. Um, I don't fall. Falls Crystal area, it's like 250. Um, my graduating class was for high school 20 years ago. It was like, you know, uh, well, almost 20 years ago now, I guess. Um, like uh, 15 years ago. But uh, it was uh, 30, 33 kids, um, <laughs> 30 of which graduated. Um, you know, I, I joined the powerlifting team and the weightlifting team because I got picked on quite a bit. I was, uh, I'm 5'5", five five, but I like to say I'm 5'6". Um, I was uh, like maybe 120, 130 going, you know, going into freshman, sophomore year and pretty scrawny. And uh, I remember getting picked on quite a bit, so. I got into powerlifting and weightlifting. Um, got a hold of it real hard. Did it after school programs. A couple hours every day. Um, actually ended up succeeding pretty good with the powerlifting. Um, the wrestling I just enjoyed to toss people around as, as hard as and heavy as I could. Yeah, uh, what was your numbers? Uh, at the end of it, uh, in junior year, I achieved a full hundred club. It was a, a competition, um, 355 bench, 455 uh, deadlift, or uh, squat, and a 505 deadlift. So, Especially for your height and your weight. That's <laughs> Yeah, at the time, the body weight was at uh, 155. Um, so that was pretty good, but that was you know it's competition with the uh, with the suits and everything. So yeah, yeah, and you uh, well you did a bench suit right, not a slingshot. Yeah, did the bench suit. Yep. yep. And uh, yeah, like I said, like we talked about earlier, uh, I have a slingshot, and I think they're uncomfortable as fuck. But I mean, they work if you want to push around heavier weight than you can without it, I guess, but I haven't tried yeah, a bench shirt. Um, the bench shirt is, you know, I, I had used the older ones. They have a little bit different ones. Now they're more like a tank and that type of stuff. But I had the ones that slip right over. It's just like, it keeps your arms straight. And, uh, I mean, they have those still too. I think, but uh, I haven't powered the 10, 8 or 10 years um, at like I used to. Uh, I do more of high volume kind of training now. Um, 
I still kind of got the representations of the powerlifter physique. I, I have some stuff I want to work on. Um, but, uh, you know, I've stayed consistent with the workout programs for, you know, pretty much 20 years now. I have some pretty good muscle maturity going on. So um, I'd, I'd like to do a physique or, or a competition. Um, at one time, la the year before last, on April, April, I was going to, but I just didn't feel I was ready. There was a couple of issues I wanted to work on. Um, and then, of course, it was at the time that was the financial commitment to do the show. And then uh, the next, the following year, I was going to do it, and I still wasn't quite. Uh, I'm real critical on myself, so I was. Uh, I wasn't. So you know, I'm. I'm always figuring. Like, I, I, there's so many things I can work on. I'm like, I'm critical of myself, and uh, you know, I, I probably just gotta like probably just take the leap and uh, just see how it goes, and maybe get some pointers. See what I do, but what I see is I got some issues I got to work on. So, yeah, I probably would do pretty well because of the size that I carry around. Right now, I walk around at uh, one ninety six at five five. So, yeah, that's not bad. That's a lot. Well, I mean, it's been what fifteen years, but <laughs> a lot heavier than you than you are or you were last time. So you probably end up pushing a lot more numbers. You know? Yeah, um, I've played around with some uh some of the heavier weights occasionally throughout the years uh the most i ever you know like the highest numbers i've ever achieved was 365 on the bench uh i ended up doing a 5 545 on the squat um but that that was incredibly rough uh, i didn't think i was going to get it but um it was nice and deep and everything and had a good setup and a good squat and everything. Um, deadlifting, I don't go too incredibly heavy. I usually do working weights now regularly with like four, 455 or 405 or so. Um, I haven't gone much higher than that lately because, uh, you know, as you get older, it's always fun. Yeah. I'll be 36. Uh, I'll be 36 in November. Oh, nice. So, uh, <clears throat> what's your uh, work history? I mean, I know you're working. Now you're working two jobs right now, but uh, you were. You said you were in high school. You powerlifted and you uh, did wrestling. Uh, where'd you go from there? Yeah, from there I uh, joined the military. I did four years as a 63 Bravo light wheel mechanic. Um, like I said before, I think they merged the two now. This was in 0207. So uh, then after the military, I moved to Oregon because um, I met my first wife there. I had my daughter. Um, uh, that went on till about 2012. But shortly after she was born in 05, 04, uh, she uh she was born with a pituitary gland deficiency and uh, um it was you know there's a lot of stuff um, she had to have 
daily growth hormone shots. Uh, it made her legally blind and everything. Um, there was some real hard stressors there. Uh, I didn't take it very well. I didn't handle it right, probably hindsight. Um, but, uh, you know, I kind of uh, got myself into some trouble for a little bit. Um, uh, I uh, ended up actually doing um, five and a half years in prison on the federal system. Um, but uh, uh, I made the best of it. I got into it. They had a good program for work. Uh, stuff I stayed lifting, I stayed, I stayed out of the drama. I uh, got caught up in it a few times, um, just because it's the situation you know that you face in that environment. Everybody tries to test your limits, so yeah. And uh, I work in a prison, you got the prison politics, the inmate politics, you know, and that you kind of have to go by if you want to survive on the yard pretty much for five and a half years, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of found out though that it's kind of I'm kind of just basically a no bullshit guy. Like I I didn't take no lip from anybody else, and I was just like yeah, I'm not dealing with that, whatever. And I got in a couple scraps uh, occasionally, and the bathroom brawls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. A couple of those, couple of the, uh, couple little bit of time in the uh, isolation, the shoe, and. Um, I just stayed working out, stayed focused. Um, I lost a lot of contact with my family most of the time. Because I didn't talk to, because um, of the whole money on the book situation and funds and that type of stuff would working. Because you only, I think it was something foolish, like 25 cents an hour or something that you got when you worked on there. I no, it's the same that. now. Yeah, it's the same now. <laughs> yeah. I, so, like commissary was like what 40 bucks for like the month or something so yeah i made sure i had my tuna and my oatmeal and my peanut butter and, and top ramen and top ramen together and just cranked it all out so, <laughs> honey so, buns honey buns yeah. you're the Whatever you could eat. that's a majority of my weight that i put on i was there you know i just stayed heavy uh i do for legs and stuff we had we had some free weights on some places that we went like the fci that i went to after two years uh it was it was uh it's lompoc um it got cycled down to an fci in probably that was uh, 2008 um so they have free weights still so that was pretty cool um but other than that, I just did lunges around the whole yard for like however time, which time we had yard. And I do burpees and push ups, and I stayed in pretty good shape and I ate a lot. And, uh, you know, I walked out of there at two, like 208, um, but I was, I was chunky, but I was thick. So, um, But I like to just not deal too much with thought processing on that part time in my life. It was just something I went through and yeah, something that I kind of just want to, you know, I got out and I got out in uh, 2012 and um, I uh, had a job with the pavement, pavement company that I worked for before that. In nine days, it took me to do the clearance stuff to get a job. So 
I had a job. I did that for about a year, and then I went to uh, wind school. Wind um, I worked on wind turbines for five and a half years. Uh, I worked for Run Energy for three, and then I went to. I came back home here to Maine, and I opened up a Vestas site in Oakfield. It's a uh, twenty-eight turbines, three point three megawatt. Um, uh, that was fun. That was that was a real fun job. Being able to, you know, you got to start your day with climbing 350 feet. So, yeah, no, I knew a, I knew a buddy that did that. He was a millwright for the union. Yeah, union work. Yeah. Um, then I, uh, I I did real well. I excelled real fast. I got my tech. I started as a tech one. I got my tech two on two different platforms. Got my tech three, and then ended up. Uh, taking a promotion um, and I moved to uh, I'm going to probably butcher it for people that are from Pennsylvania but it's Tr Travos or it's like it's right there by uh, uh, Precoder or something like that or whatever New Jersey line there too um, they had butchered, it, butchered it yell at them in the comments <laughs> right yeah um but uh, there's two training, there's two facilities there. Um, I, I was, my position was a training development coordinator and an environmental health and safety um, specialist for them. I did that for two years. And uh, it was 65% mandated travel. So I eventually, because of the kids and stuff, um, in 2016, my son was born. Um, he's, he's three now, he'll be four in December. Um, you know, he's a little tank like me and, uh, <laughs> uh, I have him every day, uh, every, every week, uh, three days a week now. So, um, and I, I work for Lowe's and I do the workout stuff and I, uh, I'm a demo crew member for Action Sledge. Um, you don't be just Jump right into how I got in the accident sledge and stuff or what I wanted to uh cover is so we talked before we talked before about um you moved and your mother had uh some health issues and yeah. then you ended up having to take care of your sister but I'll let you tell it I but I really wanted to get that out there as well okay yeah I had a pretty struggling childhood uh, my dad worked a lot you know he worked he worked at a, a lumber mill it was kind of like lumber paper mill was one of the staples here in the area. Um, uh, he worked most of the time and he would do some supervisor stuff. So he would be, he pulled 14, 16 hour days. Um, and we'd go to school and mom, mom was, uh, in 97, she got, uh, disabled for her mental health issues and stuff. And, uh, she, um, had some pretty severe drinking issues, um, and she would mix the two and, uh, wouldn't really be able to be around, um, for us kids. So I spent 10, 11, 12, all the way up to 16, taking care of my younger sister. She's two years younger than me. Um, and I would, you know, come home after school and, and, tidy up the house whatever I could and she would help and then we do we cook our own meals and whatever wherever we could find a reach in the cabinets 
and uh, just wait for dad to get home. And it was kind of like the saving grace when he got home because he would, you know, check on her and, and you know, ask us if anything happened, if, you know, that, you know, some of the issues that she had, she was facing. So spent a lot of time in uh, some facilities where she wouldn't be home all the time. So that even made it even harder because she wasn't even there uh, quite a few years out of, out of it. This is like a couple months out of the year. She spent some time there and uh, put a lot of stuff. Go to work and you guys would have to take care of the place while he was gone. Yeah, he'd send us off to work and and we get we get off we get off the bus right at three you know three whatever it was. Um, you know, I would do my after school programs. I'd make sure that uh, actually there's a. Her, it's my sister's husband now. He was two years ahead of uh, me in uh, in high school, and uh, we were really good friends. And um, uh, you know, he would make sure that uh, she was home and, and that sort of stuff. Or then they ended up being high school sweethearts. So, so. It's, now that's pretty. That's pretty intense. And you said that uh, she had a. And I'd like to just dig a little deeper in that. You know what I mean? Um, if you don't mind. But uh, you said she had a drinking problem. Did she ever get help for that, or was it just like it came um, like the mental things? It was kind of just hidden behind the medication for the mental stuff because she they. it was kind of just hit. Um, and, um, I don't talk to my mom anymore. Um, I haven't talked to her in, in probably the greater part of five years. Um, uh, my dad, uh, after we all moved out of the house, I was 21. My dad divorced, um, got remarried. Um, you know, I, and I look at my stepmom more than I do as, you know, my mom, um, because it was just uh, a lot of stuff there was, and there was some with the mental health illness, there was some suicide attempts and stuff. Actually one time uh, I found her with her brachial arteries cut um, in on the floor of the bedroom when I came home from school one day. I was 14 years old. So as a kid, that, that's going to be pretty rough. I had to call the dispatch line, get a hold of dad, uh, call the ambulance. Make sure my sister was out of the way, you know, set her up in her room, got her to play with her dolls, whatever. Um, oh, hold on one second, brother. Uh, you're quiet again. Yep. Oh, no, there you are. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Anyways, you were saying that uh, yeah, I, you had to call dispatch? Yeah, I called the dispatch line for the lumber mill, and they got a hold of Dad because he they can just get a hold of him on the walk, walkies. And uh, they let him know, and I called the ambulance. I told them to let him know I was calling the ambulance, and they they rushed her, and she was she was admitted for like seven eight months out of that year. So. Yeah, and uh, how did you take care of your sister during all that? Uh, we just kind of, yeah, we just kind of grinded out the same process. I was used to it by then. Um, we just, I would make sure that she would get on the bus with me at 6.45, 7 o'clock every the school. I'd, I'd bring her to her classes, you know, and we just kind of, um, she got, she was, you know, she kind of got some popularity. She's a pretty 
pretty girl, so she got some popularity after she got in, broke the high school stages. So it got a little easier for 14 years old because, you know, she was always doing her own thing, and we were just both really independent. Um, but, uh, you know, every every night – we'd have an issue or something happened dad would sit us down and kind of explain like what was going on and what we were doing was not okay and what we had to put through was to put just to kind of keep doing what we were doing we were doing good and you know he was proud of us and that type of, type of stuff that had a big impact on how you handle things if you have that positive uh reassurement you don't get caught up in um you know, uh, what's actually going on. And uh, obviously your brain kind of just kind of blacks stuff out after a while, like, oh, it's happening again or something, you know. So. Yeah, like, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, is that the only time you had to, you know, saw your mother do that or did she, like, try to do it multiple times? Yeah, a lot of times, then. She she tried a couple more attempts. Um, uh, one more attempt with cutting, and then one more or uh, two more attempts with uh, some pill attempts of some sort. So, uh, it it was a constant. Uh, so probably a total of based on what was happening, like five or six times uh, as I grew up. So yeah. And uh, how did you? Uh, do you have any like? That's pretty. That's pretty intense as a child um do you have any advice for anybody that's dealing with that really now or dad's dealt with it as a child uh just make sure you have your positive impact if you have another family member around or close families you know just make sure everybody knows what's going on and you know kind of be honest with everybody and you know seek help if you need help uh we i saw you know, dad put us a, a couple of times into some counseling just to like get it off, make sure we weren't holding on. I think the biggest thing is just don't hold on to it. Don't make it a hatred thing. Don't make it, uh, don't make it like on a personal attack on you. It's just a, there's some evil stuff in the world and you just gotta, you know, people have issues. You gotta, everybody copes differently. And, you know, you gotta find your niche and you just gotta, you got to dig in and sit your heels and go for it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, well, <laughs> it's good, uh, good advice right there. So, um, how'd you kind of, um, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it definitely built, uh, the character that, uh, for the person I am today, like I, I, uh, you know, Whatever, whatever punch comes my way, you know, I just kind of deal with it and, you know, kind of just do the best thing. I stay really, really level-headed, um, super calm guy, um, you know, and I kind of just attack it with a strategic plan and then kind of just. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, how'd you get into action slides? You're part of the demo crew now and um... – I know you power lifted back in the day and you're continue, you're pretty consistent with your workouts now, but, uh, how'd you get into demo crew? How'd you like meet action sledge? Yeah. Um, I action sledge, I, I met them, uh, you know, 
probably was it probably almost a year and a half ago, but I followed, uh, I used to get scripts for, uh, must muscular development. And I followed as soon as he got on the cover there, I think it must've been like, Oh, four or something, oh, five or something like that. He was on the covers. I don't know the exact That's date. Awesome. So, uh, as soon as I seen him on the cover, I used to follow him like Mark Dugdale, uh, Seth Rossi. Um, I, I did, uh, I followed, uh, 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 Flex back in the late, you know, as soon as he came on board. Um, I followed uh, both flexes eventually, uh, Lewis and Wheeler. Um, yeah. And then I kind of, I kind of just identified with Seth and and those type of people that had the kind of frame that I had, and um, you could tell that they were just hard people, and you know, put you know put the work in, and I just, I just kind of looked for that type of. Uh, um, identifiers you know and i uh i just recently you know over the last three years i got hard into the bodybuilding kind of thing switching stuff around from powerlifting and and to power building and stuff and what i was doing before and um and and i just kind of googled and youtubed and i and i found that Seth had started his own companies and was kind of doing really good. And I just kind of, when they did the demo crew introduction, I, I applied and um, I uh, got accepted. So I was pretty happy about that. And I just, it's just kind of keeps everything just keeps kind of getting better, man. Yeah. No, being part of the demo crew really inspires a lot of people to change a lot of aspects of their life. You know I mean, and improve and, aspects of their life you know i mean just the just the mentality of the group yeah you know yeah i like a lot of the guys in the group now and uh i talked to quite a few of them um here and there and, and uh so i'm really, uh, really happy with it right now so oh yeah um so uh what we do is we I post this. I post this on the Demo Crew Facebook page and Action Sledge uh, Facebook page, and then I get questions from individuals. I get questions from the Demo Crew members and just people that follow Action Sledge product. But, uh, I like to dive right in on that. We got some good ones here. Okay. Do, 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 do. Boom. There are you with your uh, knit piercings. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mind those. That's a that's a fetish of the new wife there. So, hey, don't worry. I my wife has uh, some fetishes. I'm not going to get too in detail in right now. <laughs> she probably watches this and doesn't tell me. I don't right. know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, again, we post these on the demo crew page and action sledge page. This one here is the action sledge page, and then we'll jump onto the demo crew page. So. Uh, Okay. The first one is from Carly. She's actually uh, one of the ones that are in charge of the demo crew. She actually works her ass off. Good. She's yeah. a good one to follow if anybody's watching. But uh, first one, she has multiple questions. Uh, why did you join demo crew? Um, kind of covered that. Yeah. 
Uh, what was your favorite show growing up? Favorite show growing up, uh, probably no surprise because of the this character, just the character stuff that I, you know, kind of voiced before is, uh, it was the original Incredible Hulk with, uh, you know, uh, Ferrigno. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I watched that. My my dad actually watched that and I got into it. He turned it on and I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite sport? Favorite sport is right there, you know, power, uh, bodybuilding, powerlifting, wrestling, that type of stuff. Yeah, I like the I like watching the strongman competitions now. That's like my thing now. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was pretty hard into the strongman stuff uh, over the years. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um. Next one: If you were stranded on an island, uh, what three items are you bringing and why? If you ever watched Naked and Afraid, <laughs> there you yeah. Go. Uh, that's kind of a no brainer for me. I would bring, uh, whatever gym equipment I could haul away with me and I would bring my kids and my wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I was stranded on an Island, I don't think I'd bring my kids and my wife just because, you know, <laughs> if I'm going to die because I can't survive, then I'd rather not drag them along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I'd I'd uh I'd be able to survive out there. I'd be spear fishing and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And, yeah, yeah, you know, I'd be I'd find my way. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, favorite X and Sledge product? It kind of cut up. Yeah, it kind of cut up there. Uh, but the favorite product is uh is the grind, the aminos. You drink it all day or day? Yep, I actually just had I got. I usually make like a like a milk jug, and then I just kind of pour it in the shaker, and and uh, I just sip on it all day long. Yeah, um, I don't. I've never tried it with milk. How does that taste? No, no, not milk. No, I, I'm just, just, I just, <laughs> I'm, use just I'm kidding. I, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just use the jug. I don't know. That, that would, I'm drinking uh, whiskey and cola right now. So. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I just ordered that, and that came, so. Yeah, I got a little bit of whiskey cola in here, too, the grind. Yeah. All right, so uh, what made you start working out your working out journey? You kind of covered that with uh, high school and your, you were powerlifting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, started working out because uh, I got my – my, I got my ass beat in school. I, was, I remember being drugged around by my ankles around a gymnasium by two or three people that, you know, just thought they were going to have fun with it. And I was like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. And I, uh, my, my class, my main class at before all that was like physical education class, like gym class. I, I love gym class. I would be one of the kids up there trying to do the climb the rope all the way to the top and do the pegboard and, you know, do all the push-up counts. I actually had my name on it. My school did a plaque. My gym teacher did a plaque. And uh, for every type of uh, achievement that we, that was, you know, whatever, something, he would put it on there, put our body weight, put our counts, put our numbers. And he would, it would, it stayed up there to this day. I go to the, the 
the school there. My name's still on the board for four records. No dang. Yeah. So. I think I'm on the bench record at my high school and maybe the squat record. All right. Oh, I think I skipped one. Oh, uh, what's an interesting fact about yourself? Um, I, I would probably just say that the interesting fact about myself is that if you met me on the street, you probably wouldn't think that I, you know, went through as much as I did. I, I kind of just, I'm real calm and I carry myself pretty good. And I've had a lot of people say to me like, oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't think you, and, you know, a lot of people uh, that go through that type of stuff, they're a lot of harder, they're meaner and, you know, they have, you know, a lot of hate carrying around with them and, uh, I guess that's probably just an interesting fact is uh, even though I went through all this stuff as a child and, and, and an early adult and I, and just kind of continue to go through life. Um, uh, I don't carry around hate even at work right now. I, I, I teach the guys on the crew, uh, you know, if, if they get a little heated, I, I say, well, I, I, I'll tell them, leave i'll tell them to go walk it off go you know go, go away from us go away from the group and go walk it off and come and talk to me if you need to and just go go figure it out <laughs> kind of old school i don't i uh i kind of preach that uh you know don't bring your personal life to work don't bring your work life home you know i actually do a little ritual when i pull in the driveway every morning i take this imaginary little necklace off my neck and i hang it on my mirror I started doing that <sighs> at about six or seven years ago. Um, and uh, I just don't bring my work life home and I don't bring my personal life to work. Hmm. I might have to try that. Sometimes I have trouble with that from working at the prison. Yeah, I can, I can imagine your type of work, work environment. You know, I, I've been in there and I know I've watched a couple of COs and stuff there. And, you know, you know, so I totally understand that. But hey, I'll give it a try, man. I just do. I I picked it up off of something there, and I read it, and I uh, just kind of like say a little, you know, if you're into that thing, say a little prayer, and just take it off your neck and hang it on your mirror and walk in your house. Um, that's it. Yeah, it helps. Um, that's a uh, that's one thing that I do preach to my kids and everything. Like I have a two year old, and. Uh, <clears throat> Like my my eight year old's pretty decent at it right now the prayer, um, but we pray every night before food and then we pray before bed. And uh, my two year old she actually she when she sees us praying, then you know we'll put her head we'll close her eyes and put her head down a little yeah. bit. And then uh, now she's putting her hands together and putting her head down until we're done. And it's it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. We uh we take the kids to church every Sunday. We do a night. Uh, I actually it's. It's actually Saturday, uh, Saturday night, our church does a little thing. Uh, they haven't fired everything back up since COVID, but, you know, we've, we've watched a few of their little video sermons and that type of thing. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that I, I, I go to church occasionally, you know. Yeah, my, uh, my father, my in-laws are actually helping us out with that because both me and my wife work on Sundays and that's church day here. And church is open back up here, but um, my in-laws, they actually go and uh, they bring the kids and everything. So it's it's a blessing that they help us out with that because we, we and I try to keep it going because I, I 
I'm here at night with my kids and my wife's still at work. But um, yeah. <clears throat> I so I keep trying to I keep it going inside the house while my in-laws are helping us outside of the house. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. All right. So next question, Billy. Yeah. I mean, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, so next question, Billy, um, how long have you been lifting slash training? Kind of covered that as well back in high school. Yeah. But. Um, pretty much, pretty much, uh, I, like I said, I'm, I'm 36 in November. Um, and pretty much, uh, I kind of grabbed, really grabbed a hold of it, like 13, 14. So the greater part of 20 years. That's pretty, that's a pretty decent time. <laughs> uh, when did you start really getting into working out? Um, I really started, I really started like developing, uh, an enjoyment for it at like 16, 17. Um, as soon as, uh, wrestling kind of took off and I started, as soon as powerlifting kind of took off for me, I started putting on some weight. I started taking a few like little, you know, I guess supplements and stuff, uh, like creatine and stuff like that. Um, just that's pretty much all I took back at that time but uh um and uh just kind of took off from there and uh if you were only allowed one action sledge and amn product per month what would you what would those products be <clears throat> um with my lifestyle if i just had one product uh i'd have to probably pick ignition switch because hmm. Sometimes I don't, uh, sometimes I just don't have the drive. Sometimes and I just got to kind of crank it in the overdrive and, uh, you know, it, and it, so it's kind of depending on, um, what work I was doing to be ignition switch or seventh gear, which, uh, I haven't used a whole lot of seventh gear yet because, uh, um, I'm pretty hard on my legs anyway. And, um, I got a pretty good leg structure. So, uh, I, I, and I usually get into the leg workouts a lot more than I do the other stuff. Um, and don't have too much of a focus issue with that. But with the, with the two jobs right now in the summertime, uh, it would definitely be ignition switch. That's a good call. <laughs> I have to agree on that one. Uh, all right. So Josh, uh, looks like McClure. No, sorry if I butchered it. Um, what is your favorite action sledge product? Which was the grind. I think it was asked by Carly. Yeah. Uh, what was the reason for starting your fitness journey? Also. Uh, we, we kind of covered that. That was the, the reason was the, you know, the bullying in high school and that type of stuff. So, yeah. And it was kind of, I mean, it was, it was also, it wasn't really, so it was it was the bullying, but uh, probably deep down, like what kicked it off the crutch. It was a crutch. It was the crutch from the, you know, the like the emotional stress that I was going through as a kid too. I, I was like a vent and outlet of therapy for me. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a big one for a lot of people, including me. Is it's kind of like therapy, you know? It's that's that right there is how I relieve some stress from work and all that shit yeah I'm, I'm a quiet guy i don't talk a whole lot and, um as minimum words as i can say to get a sentence out that's what i'll be doing but uh you know so 
the the working out um is definitely a therapy for me okay uh now sam uh watkinson uh what what do you want to gain from today's podcast um i just kind of want to get i i i reached out to you you uh to kind of um i think either you or tony invited me to craven iron like crayon craven iron and um i just kind of reached out to you to kind of like hey you know just dig down and, and here's a story listen to it like it you know whatever uh but uh just kind of chew on this for a little bit and then just kind of dig down and, and if you're going through some stuff just keep grinding man um life is uh life is a beautiful journey so a box of chocolates never gonna know what you're gonna get <laughs> right absolutely <clears throat> no but you did reach out to me and then i uh you know it's funny, like you're not the first person to reach out and want to be on the podcast, but um, everybody asks, "Hey, is there an application process or something like that?" <laughs> right. It's like, no, no, just. Uh, but when you told me your story, your bad little backstory, I was like, "Oh man, this guy's pretty fucking." He had an intense life, yeah. and so it's my honor to get your story out there, and hopefully, I we get that one person to actually hear it, and it benefits them, you know. Yeah, and by all means, I kind of just want to say, uh, um, if anybody's, you know, if you're watching this, just kind of like, if you want to shoot some comments or just kind of, if you're going through some stuff, you need someone to talk to, shoot it, man. I'll, I'll uh, not a problem. I kind of enjoy that type of thing. Um, I don't have a lot of social interaction where I where I live. It's kind of a dense dense population, you know. I. I discussed that Prescott was like 1,250 people and, uh, you know, so I kind of got a select group of friends, but I, I, I lean on uh, Action Sledge and Demo Crew and, you know, Craven Iron and that sort of stuff to, uh, if anybody has some questions, just shoot them out, shoot them out. Yeah, and uh, that's on YouTube or on Facebook. I have a Craven Iron Facebook page as well, and that's kind of what I made that for, you know, just uh, yeah. if you have any questions for him or – you could even hit him up on the Axe and Sledge page um, or on his personal messaging, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, you can just DM. Yeah, but if you do watch this on YouTube, um, go ahead and comment on there. And uh, Mark, you can also see it on YouTube and comment back, which is which is nice about YouTube. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a look. I'll watch it out. <clears throat> uh, who is your dream guest? One person from the past and one person from the present. Uh, okay. Um, one person from the past, I, uh, you know, um, I guess probably like every, every kid, uh, you know, kind of growing up and work out. Um, it'd be cool to meet Arnold, you know, that'd be cool to be, have a, you know, do it, sit down with him. Uh, but, uh, I had made a comment on Accent Sledge, and you can probably find it if you scroll down a while ago, that uh, I made a joke and Seth commented on it. Um, I, I said, uh, I give my left nut to uh, meet Seth. Uh, so uh, <laughs> he said, and I give it right back to you. So um, uh, I would like to meet, meet him at one point in my life. So who knows? Yeah. 
Uh, well, my it looks like he's asking me what got you started on this podcast. So um, I'll answer the dream guest thing just because I think it'd be fun. <laughs> but uh, my dream guest, one person from the past, one person from the present. Um, so I met a guy, his name's Nate Keezer, and I'm actually going to go talk, go see him when I go on vacation, and I'm starting it today. Uh, leaving tonight for vacation but uh he's the owner of a gym from my hometown and the gym that I actually went to like constantly and uh we actually worked out together and he helped me on in a lot of stuff but uh anyways it'd be cool to have him on the on as a guest but uh from the present obviously it's gonna be Seth Frosey but I what would really be cool is if we could have like whole bunch of demo crew members and Seth Frosey on there and let's just sit here and bullshit. So, yeah, that would be, that would be cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, I'm going to try to get that in the works, but I mean, you know, Seth is a very busy guy and he has his own podcast and, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe in the, maybe in the future. But, uh, what got me started on the podcast? Um, I was at work and I, I, always talk about working out with a couple of my coworkers and it was, I was a Sergeant at the time. Now I'm a Lieutenant, but, uh, one of my, one of the sergeants uh, came up and said, Hey, you know, every time you're talking to a whole bunch of people, like they're all listening and all that stuff. And I think you should start a podcast. And I was like, ah, I don't know. That sounds kind of dumb. So, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up uh, saying, fuck it. And me and my, like the first like four or five episodes, it was just me and, this guy that I grew up with from California, uh, we yeah. were, just, we were just fucking around on it. It's on Spotify, but, uh, trying different kind of ways to do the podcast. And <clears throat> anyways, um, then I started having guests on, and, you know, just, just to do it. And then, uh, my first, I think my best podcast that I started with that made me say, Oh, you know what? I think it's social media ready. Is, yeah. uh, is Tony Davis. I yeah. think I want to say it's like episode seven or something, but that was like the first demo crew member. And, uh, my first podcast, I was like, okay, you know what? I think it's good enough to put it on social media. Yeah. I, I really, I talked to Tony a little bit here and there and I, I really enjoy it. Uh, especially when, uh, he went through his little thing, he just went through there with the chainsaw thing. Um, I, I made a comment, uh, that hit that's a that's a tough dude right there man i don't i don't know so oh he's working his ass off right now it's like holy yeah. shit dude <laughs> yeah uh, it's like it never happened and it just happened like about a month ago if that <laughs> yeah yeah man i i something like that uh you know uh, i don't know man i kind of just have to go through something like that i think because I don't know. That would probably something like that would probably crush me for a little bit. Yeah. He bounced right back, and I was, I was, I was real impressed. Yeah, yeah. No, Tony, you're a you're a hardworking motherfucker. That's why I call him Teddy Bear Tony. He's a big, he's the toughest teddy bear I ever met. <laughs> right there, you go. Uh, let's see. Um, so, who was you influenced? by before you found accent sledge and do companies both compare her can't read sorry and do both companies compare against each other so were you influenced by 
one company and before you found Action Sledge and does Action Sledge, how does it Action Sledge compare to it? If um, no, I mean, my only other company that I kind of really, I kind of just did the, I kind of just did the cheap route, man. I kind of just did the Walmart thing. I kind of just did the Walgreens, you know, whatever, whatever supplements they carried that I, yeah, I wouldn't order anything from anybody specific. I would just look at labels and uh, I know what I don't like and I know what I like. And I know, you know, I kind of do some research on some of the stuff that they put in some of the things for the different companies. And uh, I kind of just try to be smart about it. But uh, I knew that uh, I knew that Seth and especially once I did some research on, on Dean and, and what he did, uh, um, what he's done over the few years and, no, I know he has a big role in that company. Um, other than that, I don't know too many other people in the company right now uh, uh, by names, but uh, I know that I, they were if they were going to put out something, they were going to put out a good product. So um, I did follow. I, I I do follow like a couple others on Facebook, like Chris Geffen and uh, Dana Bailey, but that's about it. Yeah. All right. So that was the questions from the Action Sledge page. Now we're going to go to the demo crew page. People posting. Shit. Okay. There you are with your uh, nip piercings again. <laughs> Same post. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is Nat Lyons. By the way, Nat Lyons, you're killing it. Keep fucking going. Fucking A. Yeah, I've, I've been watching him. He's, he's killing it. He just he just popped up out of nowhere. Like, holy shit, who yep. is this guy? And he's running like fucking seven miles a day and shit. <laughs> hey, better better you than me, man. I, I don't run 20 feet. Uh, I'm not the Clydesdale when I run. I feel like my, my bones and my ankles are going to snap right off. <laughs> Um, but all right, so this question's from Nat Lyons. This is again the demo crew page. It's all demo crew members that are asking these questions. But uh, what's your greatest accomplishment in the gym? Um, the greatest accomplishment in the gym would have to be that that twelve hundred number, twelve hundred plus number uh, that I achieved when I was um, in high school. It just at, at that kind of body weight, um, even though it was with competition and and suited and everything. Um, uh, nobody touched it for a number of years. And I, I think actually like nobody's even touched the bench in, at the school um, um, since then. So uh, it was, it was, and I had some competition throughout the, throughout that time, a couple other kids that were in there and uh, you know, uh, it was, it was a, it was a big thing that was looked up to um, that, that number that, those numbers that I achieved at that weight. <coughs> Corona. <coughs> Twice. All right. So, uh, <coughs> I'll let you let you drink some fluids. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> All right. So this next one we got from Dante Petrella. Then we got uh, this one's a Would You Rather. I like this one. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, Dante Petrella, he has his own podcast. It's called the Dental Cast, and it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty much the same goal as this podcast. Um, and so check it out. YouTube as well. Okay. But uh, anyways, uh, would you rather get taco tackled by Ray Lewis in his prime when he has a twenty yard full sprint head start, or would you rather get in the boxing ring with prime Mike Tyson for one round? Uh oh man. <laughs> I think either way, I'll probably either get the wind knocked out of me or knocked out. So <laughs> I'll probably go with Ray Lewis tackle. I think I would go with Tyson. Yeah, I like. I don't like to be hit, man. I did. I did. Uh, when I lived in Oregon for a little bit, I actually did some amateur, uh, you know, MMA stuff. I, I trained at Team Quest for like a year or two. And uh, I kind of just, just – I stopped doing it because I kind of discovered that I did not like getting hit. I like throwing them, and I like slamming people on the ground, and, you know. But I didn't like getting hit, so. Well, just for shits and giggles, let's say there's money involved, right? Uh, so, say if I got in the boxing ring, and if I won with Mike Tyson, and I won, or I just survived the first round and I get some money, I mean – if we're going that route, I don't have to fucking fight the dude. I'll just run circles. <laughs> He's probably slow. <laughs> I don't know. Mike's pretty quick, man. Back even back. Well, it was in his prime. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm talking. I'm thinking like Mike is a old man, but no, in his prime. I've seen some stuff surface up just recently, though. It looked, looked like he's pretty quick still. Yeah, God. But uh, I don't know. I mean, Ray Lewis tackling you in his prime, 20-yard full sprint, head start, and you just have to stand there and take it. I mean, it's either I get my teeth knocked out or he might, like, damage my spine or some shit. You know what I mean? Or, uh, Ray Lewis might damage my spine. Mike Tyson might just knock me out, break my jaw or something, or knock some teeth out. You know, I might. Yeah. I'm going full pads or something like that. You better make sure that I. But I'll take I'll take the tackle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good one, Dante. I like it. Uh, and then you know what he says. Uh, or Troy Fagan on the comments of that question says, or a broken neck with a side order of a concussion. Tyson was is an alien. Yeah, that's true. He is an alien. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Next one is from Christian. Uh, Christian, you're actually you're also killing it. First the push-up king, now he's the burpee king. <laughs> yeah, so uh, do the nipple rings ever get caught on something? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, they, uh, they haven't got caught on anything yet while doing the workouts. So. Um, other than other than the harness at work, but uh, <laughs> I have to wear a harness for the power equipment on some of the stuff. So I'm, I make sure that I tie them, tie them back, or either tape them up uh, if I have a lot to do there. But uh, as far as work, you know, now they, they don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, uh, <laughs> so uh, back like what Seth says, functional and fuckable. So working out makes you functional. I'm assuming the nipple rings help with the fuckable part. I don't know. I guess it was her idea. So <laughs> I wasn't too happy about it. And uh, the first one went through, and I'm like, I want to do the other one. I'm good. <laughs> no, turn uh, it back now. You now you're now you're just committed. <laughs> yeah, I've already committed. So I did both of them. Uh, but I definitely had tears in my eyes like a little, little baby. So. <laughs> oh god! All right, uh, your one most have supplement or must have supplement. Sorry. Um, I just uh, I'm a big amino guy i like the the amino acids and stuff you know i know what they do and i know how beneficial they can be as far as especially as uh um with recovery and stuff like that um you know occasional could work in two jobs and stuff like that so i just make sure that i drink enough water and, and um, add the aminos in and eat right okay uh, your least favorite exercise? Uh, least favorite exercise, like just single least favorite exercise or like a body part or? Uh, let's go single. How about let's go with single and then like a workout, your least favorite workout, like body okay. part. Um, I think about it here for a minute. Um, I'm not a, a – Single exercise, I guess. I guess abs. Uh, even though I do have a strong core, uh, any type of singular ab workout, I'm just I'll do them. Um, but it's not like something that I that I'm like, oh yay, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as body part goes, um, uh, um, I'm not saying going to say it's the least favorite. It's just that it's it's um it's gonna be like a body part that I know that I need to work on and I just really try to hit really hard then and, and uh things, you know, possibly don't come in like I want them or as fast as I want them to and then I get kind of frustrated with that. Um it'd be kind of rear delts. Mm. Um I did a lot of like you know, if you do any research or know anybody knows, uh you do a lot of power lifting and that type of stuff. My my front and medial belts are pretty and my tie in and my chest is pretty good. Um and I think you can kind of tell from the picture, uh, but I definitely need the, I have no roundness on my shoulder and that kind of bothers me mm. from that type of standpoint. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, uh, a positive quote or anything you say to yourself to get pumped for a lift or workout. And as a power lifter, I know that like when you're getting ready to lift that fucking heavy ass weight, uh, you got to do you got to do certain things. Everybody mm -hmm. else is different. We got to do certain things to get you pumped up for that. Um, I'm kind of unconventional as far as powerlifting goes for that type of thing. I kind of would just do like the uh, the thought processing stuff uh, with the self talk. I didn't do a little, any like funky little rituals or slap myself or anything like that. The stuff that I've seen or you know yell or screech or whatever. Um, I kind of just did, I'd take a minute and kind of just do like a little front crouch bow on the bench or whatever and 
or just while I'm tying up the straps or whatever, or tighten the belt, I would just kind of talk to myself and, and, uh, talk myself through it. And and I did a lot of envisioning on, um, the lift and a, a successful lift. And I think that plays a big part. I have my staff. Uh, my thing is, I just have my my songs that I have set aside. It's like, okay, these are my these are the songs that pump me up the most, and they always change. Like, you know, I'll have a, if I hear a song just throughout yeah. my day or throughout just a random workout, and I hear a song, it's like, wow, this song pretty pumps me up pretty fucking good. Then I'll save it to that little folder on Spotify, right. that little playlist that pump me up playlist. <laughs> yeah, I have my own. I have my own. Uh, playlist on spotify that i use during workouts um but uh all right so that was all the questions from the action sledge page and the demo crew page um mark i appreciate you coming on brother you have a inspirational story um you went through a lot of shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) went through a lot of shit (laughs) so uh, uh again like my goal for this podcast is um, I don't think like, I'm not a big, oh, follow me and all that stuff or like the page, share it. I hope you like it and share it. So a lot of people, it gets to the right person that actually needs to hear this podcast. But uh, I'm hoping that it just gets to that one person that actually yeah. it and it inspires them to be better in their life. So, um, yeah, Mark, I appreciate your time, brother. Uh, is there anything yeah. you want to say to the people listening before we go? Uh, no, I mean, just shoot the questions if you have them. I'm, like I said, I'm I'm up to answering them. If you need to, anybody just needs the event, um, shoot it out. Um, but I appreciate the, the being on here and uh, uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> All right. Well, I appreciate your time, man. And uh, keep in touch. I'll be seeing you on the demo crew. Okay. Um, you know, you're fucking, again, I appreciate the time. Thanks for the story. Thanks for the inspiration. All right. Yeah. Keep fucking killing it, brother. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Later.